Peraldis, Steve Zinsmeister, Arizona Sports Saturday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Every time he goes out there, I know he's 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 going to give us quality effort, and you know it's. It'll be his last start before the All-Star game, so certainly I think there should be some strong consideration for him to start that game. It would be an honor for him, and I know I know uh, he deserves it. Diamondback skipper Tori Lovello post-game yesterday talking about his ace, Zach Gallen. Welcome in to Arizona Sports Saturday. Mitch Veralda, Steve Zinsmeister, Trevor Henry behind the glass. We're here in the Auction Community Studios. Got you for the next half hour. Teeing you up for Diamondbacks baseball pregame coverage starting at 1230 right here on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7 FM. Zach Gallen, a, another beauty for Zach. Seven innings, four hits allowed, one earned run allowed. It really, really should have been a shutout for the most part. Even Tori had mentioned that, but gives up the one run, struck out five. Uh, the season ERA is now at 3.04. He's got 11 wins on the year, which I think is tied for the most in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Nine of them at home. He, his his line at home, like the the it almost discredits his full line. You want me to it, read you the home stuff? How to, yeah, hit me. Okay, at home, Zach Allen is nine and 1.48 ERA, a whip of zero point eight five. He's struck out seventy six, he's walked nine. His opponents are hitting 198 against him at home. If he was, and, and what's funny is he's equally bad on the road. He's two and three, ERAs over five, whips over 1.3. He's, right. he's not good on the road. If he was just average on the road this season, we wouldn't even be talking about should he start the All Star game. It would be blatantly obvious. Of course. He would be the runaway Cy Young candidate right now. If he was just average on the road. And this isn't me trying to knock Zach Allen. It's more me trying to point out how remarkable it is that he's having the season he's having when his splits are so different. Well, home and away. So I'm looking at his game-by-game log. Uh, think all the way back to the start of the year. He allowed five earned runs against the Dodgers in his first start of the year. Yep. Uh, four earned runs against the Padres in his second start of the year. Miami, he had a shutout in six and two-thirds innings. That was on the road. Texas, he allowed three runs. That's pretty hard to do. Have you seen the Texas offense this yeah, year? Yeah, Texas is actually pretty good. So. In Pittsburgh, that was when he got beat up pretty bad. Five earned, eight total runs. Philly, he had a nice bounce back. He allowed just two. Like Some of these are just kind of like blow-up starts. He's Four on some, the road to the Angels. He's had some really good road starts. But it's getting skewed by the fact that he's allowed, you know, five on the road in Detroit, four on the road against Los Angeles, five on the road against Pittsburgh, five on the road against the other Los Angeles. Like it's it's all over the place. Yeah. Whereas at least we know we know for a fact that he is the stopper for this team. You get five, maybe six starts per month. And he's got three wins in every single month so far. Wow. Except for obviously July. We're only eight days into July. No, I think he's um, got three wins in July. <laughs> not, I think he's not just, quite. If I he think, gets one in the All Star game, maybe maybe we're on our way. I think but. they're just locked up. I think somebody put it in the statistical pool. Like, hey, Zach Gallon already has three wins in July. Just write it down. So yesterday's line against Pittsburgh, where he goes seven innings, strikes out five, only allows four hits and one earned run, bringing his ERA down to three point zero four. That's his final last ditch effort to basically say to the manager of the All Star team, hey. This is what you're getting. 
You want to make me the all-star starter? I'm starting on a Friday, which means I've got three days in between now and the all-star game. Mm-hmm. So take all the guys who are pitching tomorrow on Sunday. Take them out of the equation. That's probably Bryce Elder with the Braves. Yep. Take the guys who are on the IL off. That's Clayton Kershaw. Maybe a couple others that I'm forgetting about. Uh, take guys on Saturday. Guys who pitch on Saturday don't necessarily pitch in the All-Star game. Certainly not expected to start the game. That's the Spencer Strider conversation. Not always, no. So I don't know who's out there that has a better argument right now to start the All-Star game than Zach Gallen. I don't think there is a better argument. I'm looking to see the Cubs play the Yankees again tomorrow. They are slated to have Kyle Hendricks. So the... I feel like the remaining competition for Zach Gallen would be Marcus Stroman. But He's been really good. Are you? Then that's not to discredit Stroman, but are you going to give it to Stroman over Gallen based off of individual success? They've both been very individually successful this year. The you got to look at team context a little too, don't you? See, I didn't want to go there, but at the same time, it's in the back of my mind thinking, do you want to reward the guy who's basically been the ace of his staff on a really good baseball team? Or do you want to reward the guy who's been dominant throughout the whole year, even though maybe the win-loss doesn't add up? Because then, you know what you create? You kind of create the Felix Hernandez conversation, where forever he was just one of the best pitchers in the American League, but the Mariners were not that great. And I don't want to put Marcus Stroman in that category because he's had such a great year. But of course, we're in Arizona. We know how good Zach Gallen is. We want the world to know how good Zach Allen is. Sure. He deserves to start this All-Star game. By the way, I'm looking at the Stroman comp. Uh, even if, even if I, I don't think you can make the argument that Stroman's having a better season. Their innings are comparable. He's given up a lot less hits. Stroman has. But Gallen's got thir- almost 30 more strikeouts. He's given up about half as many walks. His whip is, a mu- is significantly lower than Stroman's. I think, I think Gallen's got a better argument than Stroman does. Stroman's got a slightly better ERA, and I'm talking slightly. A difference of three earned runs. So I think you still got a better argument with Gallen, plus the fact that he's on a first-place team, as opposed to the Cubs, who are certainly not out of it, but they're not on a first-place team in a competitive division like the Diamondbacks are. If you ask the Ricketts, they're certainly not out of it. Clayton Kershaw should have started this game had he not gone on the IL. And he probably would have. We're playing the what-if game at that point. Bryce Elder has the lowest ERA in baseball. Um, but he's pitching Sunday. Justin Steele, another guy with a really low ERA in nearly another 100 Cub. innings. Mitch Keller, Josiah Gray. Like, there's some really good options for manager Rob Thompson to choose from. I think it's, I think it's Gallon. It's got to be. It's got to be Gallon. Are we going to be furious if it isn't? Uh, furious, no, because he's going to pitch in the game. So here's I mean, that's, what a, I, that's a given. Here's what I mean. Last year, when the game was in L.A., the best pitcher to that point in the National League was Sandy Alcantara. And then eventually he won the Cy Young, of course. Right. They gave the start to Kershaw because it was in Dodger Stadium. He's a regular. But Sandy was the first guy out of the pen. However, when you look back in history, do you remember the first guy out of the pen in the All-Star game? No. Or do you remember the guy who started the I remember game? Brad Penny starting the All-Star game. I remember Esteban Loiza starting an All-Star game. Like I, Those are the guys you remember because you're like, man, remember that time Brad Penny started an All-Star game? How wild was that? He threw like eight of his first ten pitches were over 100 miles an hour in the All-Star game. Those are the things you remember. This is significant recognition for a guy like Zach Gallen, who yeah. is... 
making his first All-Star team, and wouldn't it just be the cherry on top if he were to start it too with his left fielder out there with him? He leads the National League in wins right now with 11. The next closest is Kershaw with 10. Again, he's on the I.L., uh, he, by my estimation, leads the league in strikeouts, uh, other than Spencer Strider, who's got 30 more than him, but Strider's ERA is significantly higher. Um, Jeez, I didn't realize Spencer has 155, 155. strikeouts. Oh, my God. That guy's going to strike out 300 people this year, and his ERA is going to be like 3.8. I don't know how that happens, but wow. he's he's going to be insane. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know who has a better argument this year. There's no, uh, you know, some years you have to worry, are they going to pick a guy just because we're playing in their stadium? The Kershaw effect you just talked about. Uh, I do still wonder, are they going to let Luis Castillo start the All-Star game because it's in Seattle? And Shane McClanahan's now on the injured list, too. Right. Which so, would have been a key factor for the American League. At least if you're Zach Gallon, you don't have to worry about that. Because you're playing in an American League ballpark. Right. I think, too, for Castillo's argument, there's a lot of competition around him. He now has a teammate there in George Kirby, too, that they could consider. I like George Kirby. Fromber Valdez has had an awesome season in the American League. Garrett Cole, Nathan Valdi, etc. In the National League, it almost feels like this is Zach Gallon's position to lose. Because all of the competition that we were worried about around him, it's essentially gone. Especially if Spencer Strider is ruled out from participating in the All-Star game. There's another wrinkle I actually want to add to it that I just thought about. Okay. Now, I wonder if they would do this because he's currently injured. But if we think about the Perdomo reasoning, if Elder is ruled out, if Strider is ruled out, does Merrill Kelly get an All-Star nod even though he's injured? As an injury replacement? Uh Uh-huh. Just because of player voting. Uh, I mean, he's on the IL. Would it, would players vote in a guy who's currently the on the IL? player vote is done. Okay, you're so referring it would have to, to be a re, uh, manager? You're referring to voting from a couple of weeks ago. I mean, he might be next in line, but he's on the IL. So, I mean, it's not like he's going to play in the game. I don't expect that No, like, I'm, I'm asking, do you give him the recognition? Do they do that? It? Is there precedent of that? I don't know. Did we expect Perdomo to be the replacement for Dansby Swanson? Because what's the point in naming somebody an all-star being like, we are hereby naming Merrill Kelly an all-star. By the way, he can't play, so we are hereby naming this other guy an all-star. You know, like, are they really going to do that? Maybe not. Just a thought. It'd be a nice nod. He deserves it. I I would love to see him get the recognition, but he's not going to play in the game, so I just can't imagine them wasting an opportunity to name somebody an all-star on somebody who's already injured. Just trying to see if there's anybody else that, good thought, though. that could potentially be ruled out. The only one I'm seeing for sure is Elder. And if they were to find a National League replacement of anybody that's pitching on that Sunday, like Jesus Luzardo maybe would have a case as a replacement, but he's pitching on the Sunday. Logan Webb with the Giants would certainly have an argument, but he's pitching on the Sunday. Kodai Senga? In his rookie year? Maybe. He's got over 110 strikeouts. That would certainly be an entertaining... only have one guy. It would be an entertaining one if you get the guy who's got the ghost fork pitching in that game. Yeah, could be something there. But I think it would be cool, even though he's on the IL, if there becomes a space open for it, it would be cool to see Merrill Kelly get at least the recognition. He obviously wouldn't get to play, but it would be be cool cool to see him get the recognition. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo, as you mentioned, did get the most recent, I shouldn't say final, because we don't know for sure. We don't know that it's final. We uh, do not know. He's the fourth Diamondback heading to the All-Star game. Pretty cool stuff. Um, The Diamondbacks put out a video that was really nice of him being told by Tori Lavello. we got a second here. Do you want to play? Okay, play it for us. Uh, Let's see. Whatever you have from it. Okay, I've got it right here. What are you doing for the All-Star break? 
staying here? Yeah. You're going to have to make it up in Seattle, bro, because you're on the All-Star team. No way. Yeah, you are. <laughs> no. He gets up from the chair, and then he just runs down the hallway. <laughs> Come here, you weirdo. <laughs> and then they cut to down the hallway, and they embrace, of course. So you brought three, bro. You're good. We're all tired. Well deserved. So this is well deserved. This is your peers that voted you. Um, you're the next guy. So you're doing everything right. That's what it says. Thank God. Thanks, bro. I'm so proud. I love you. Thank you. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Call your mom. We're in. Go, go, go call your mom right now. Okay. And you know what strikes me most about this is with Tori mentioning that he got voted in by his peers. Mm-hmm. If you're Perdomo and you lost out in starting in the All-Star game to Orlando Arcia, who I don't think has been as good as Perdomo overall this season, you lose out in the fan vote, I'd rather get in on a player vote if I'm a player. It's recognition from other guys you respect. Your peers. Yeah. yeah, I'd much rather that than get in on a fan vote. Yeah. But, I mean, it still would have been cool to start the game, and I think he had an argument to start the game. He had an argument. I think Arcia, at that point in time, had a good offensive line, and he played for the best team in the league. Coming up, we're going to wrap up the show. It's footnotes. It's all the things we didn't manage to get to throughout the course of the show. We're going to get to them next. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Mitch and Steve present Footnotes on Arizona Sports Saturday. This is the portion of the show where we get to a whole bunch of other stories that we want you to know about before we're done for the day. Um, Steve, is there any sport in particular you want me to start with on this one? I've got a bunch of basketball stuff here. Let's go there. Um, (laughs) do Do you want to start with the one that made waves nationally? On, like, news talk stations, too? Sounds good to me. Uh, when was the last time you remember hearing anything about Britney Spears, Steve? Um, when the documentary about her dad and the conservatorship came out. And wasn't there the, uh, there was the courtroom trial, right, over the course of last of, year? There was a lot of drama. So, I guess she's a big basketball fan, too? Really? She was, she's in Vegas, either is in Vegas, was in Vegas, or... Well, she has a residency there, I think. She was at one point within the vicinity of a very large gentleman by the name of Victor Wembenyama. Are you familiar uh, with this, Steve? I've heard of him. Um... Yeah, so the video came out from TMZ. Apparently someone had recorded the altercation. Um, multiple sides to the story. I've got the women Yama side. It's a minute long. We can get to it if we want. Essentially, how, how would you describe it? She slapped herself, right? <laughs> she like, was assaulted by herself. What happened? Um, basically what happened, and I, I've watched the video a couple times, he's clearly walking through what looks like a casino or some other place in Vegas, mm-hmm. trying to get to a restaurant, it looks like. And he, he has people with him. Yeah, he's got security. And, yeah. I mean, he's seven foot five. You can't miss the guy. <laughs> um, but Britney Spears runs up behind him and looks like she reaches out to try to either grab his hand or his back or whatever to try to get his attention. She, I don't know if she's a fan or she just wants to say hi, whatever. Sure. And uh, the security guard, it appears, pushes her hand away. And it appears she hits herself in the face. Now, (laughs) normally I'm like, hey, that stuff happens. Don't go after a basketball player. Don't be reaching at people in public. Um, The thing is, she came out before the video came out, and she said, they backhand slapped me across the face. That was inappropriate. And now there's video showing that she's lying. (sighs) So it's just one of those things where I'm like, just don't. Don't come out and say that. <sighs> it's a little rough. 
By the way, because Wembenyama was asked about it in a separate cut, he apparently didn't even realize who it was that was trying to get no. his attention. Actually, I didn't know for a couple hours, but when we when uh, when I came back to the hotel, uh, I had like a, I had forgotten about this event. But the, I mean, I didn't forget about this, but I, knew, I, I thought it was no big deal. And uh, in the, the security of this person, it was a big experience. So I was first, I was like, uh, "No, you're you joking." But, yeah, it turns, turns out it was a big experience. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, I didn't know because I didn't see her. I never saw her face. I kept I just kept walking straight. And, uh, he never turned around at any point in time to realize it was my, Britney Spears. My favorite part of the video watching it is you see the altercation happen. Britney is yelling at, I assume, the security guards, right? Sure. And a guy walks through the camera shot in the casino and he points at the situation. He goes, oh, my God. That's Victor Wembenyama. And the reason I laugh so hard is like 20 years ago, this is the biggest star in pop culture, Britney Spears. And she's in the middle of a casino yelling at uh, yelling at the top of her lungs. And somebody walks by and goes, oh, my God, that's Victor Wembenyama oh right there. Gosh. Hilarious. Um, Summer League's weird, right? It's super weird. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas kind and of now thing. Now with the sphere, everything's weird. <laughs> Have you seen the sphere? The sphere, that giant There's, dome. Like it's it's a theater, right? I, I, I I'm not sure what it is specifically, and I don't know where it is, like on the strip or. I think it's an MGM. Property. Where in Vegas? But they've got all these different visual things they going turned on. They it into with a the basketball sphere. for summer league, which looks awesome. Oh, it was so cool! They it had looks like, like a giant basketball. They had like a giant blinking eye with the Stranger Things theme behind it. it oh, shuddering! Dude, there's so many things you get. How long before they turn it into the Death Star? Let's be honest. Touche. That's gonna happen soon. Touche. Especially like, with the Raiders. And I like what you're thinking about. I'm uh, fascinated by the sphere. Summer league has not been. All that great for everybody. Um, Wembenyama included, who made two out of his 13 buckets. Not great. Yesterday, that was kind of rough. But, you know, it'll come around for him. Also, two significant injuries. Um, and I'm seeing just now from Mark J. Spears with ESPN, uh, Amon Thompson, who was the number four overall pick by the Rockets, Great two ankle sprain. He's going to be out for the rest of Summer League. No. I know. I don't like that. But as long as he's back for the regular season, I think it's still okay. It feels like a dodged dodged a bullet moment, but who knows? And now he's going to miss the rest of Summer, and that's kind of a bummer. Scoot Henderson also left that same game, the number three overall pick by the Blazers. uh, Right shoulder injury. I haven't seen anything new about it, but I guess they said that he was getting an MRI on Maybe it we soon. sit Victor Wembanyama for a few days. <laughs> Just maybe, out of superstition. Maybe nobody plays basketball outside of the regular season. Boy, it's oh the boy. football discussion, right? Like, don't play the preseason. Just play the regular season. I'm going to go back to the sphere for a second. <laughs> Did you guys see that in Dubai, they're building a 900-foot replica of the moon? Wait, what? Yeah, so envision the sphere, but I don't know how tall the sphere is. Maybe we can find that out somewhere. Um, but in Dubai, because all they have is just cash and they don't know what to do with it. So in Dubai, they're building a 900 foot tall replica of the moon. What the heck? I don't know if it's a theater Why too, like it's a building. I, I don't know. Okay, I just looked it up according to a CNN article. Uh, the sphere is 366 feet tall, 516 feet wide. The Dubai moon will be three times taller. Think about that for a second. Oh my god. I, like the tallest roller coaster you've ever ridden is probably about 500 feet tall. It's spherical. This moon is 900 feet tall and it's a sphere. Oh my and god. And it looks like the moon. 
That's dark. Sorry, I just I just thought about that because we were talking about the sphere. No, it's funny. I'm fascinated by this sphere. It's spherical. It is fascinating to watch. If you get a chance to see stuff on Twitter, be sure to look at it. Um, I want to throw this out there, too. So the Warriors have Chris Paul, officially. They got him in the trade after the Suns sent him to Washington. Wizards sent him to the Warriors. Now he's there. Did you hear what Ramona Shelburne told a Bay Area station earlier this week? So Dame Lillard, who has reportedly requested out of Portland, don't know where he's going to go, don't know where he could go, Ramona implied that maybe he could have ended up in the Suns division. They had another choice. I mean, they could have waited for Dame. You know, Dame, Dame is from the Bay Area. I know he was interested. You know, if he got to the point where he was going to ask for a trade and, like, the list was given, the Warriors initially would have been on that list. But I think now it's, now it's not possible, right, because of the moves they've made, you know. Um, they sort of locked in. They could have waited. I think they did smart thing by trading for Chris Paul when they did because they, you know, preserved optionality. Plus, they get a, a really good player. The Warriors could have waited it out for Dame Lillard. I, oh, it's boy. fascinating from a basketball perspective. I mean, you would basically have to defend everything from the <laughs> half court line. It, it feels like them adding Kevin Durant, but yeah. like much older and much smaller and. That's everybody, a team filled with snipers adding the deepest shooter in the game of basketball. Everybody cuts to the basket really well. I don't know how realistic that is. I mean, it presumably it would have had to have involved Jordan Poole, right? Because that's the piece they that's moved probably for Chris what Paul. It would have started with was Portland really going to move Damian Lillard for a package around Jordan Poole and a bunch of Warriors draft picks with Scoot Henderson? That are probably not already, worth much. Shaden Sharp already. Yeah, I don't know if that would have happened. Anthony Simon. I already. understand him wanting to go there. It's I don't understand how. It happened. It's an interesting little report thrown out yeah. there. And I want to just touch on this, too, before we get out of here. Uh, Dario Saric reportedly signing with the Warriors, too. Yeah. Interesting. Former son. Back to a pick-and-roll partnership with uh, Chris Paul. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah, and I think that could be a good fit for him. Some of those bigs have gone kind of underrated in Golden State in their championship years. So, that's a good opportunity for him. Good talk today, Mitch. Good talk today, indeed. I enjoyed talking with you. Diamondbacks baseball is coming up next. For my partner, Mitch Vereldis. For Trevor Henry behind the glass as well, I'm Steve Zinsmeister. You've been listening to Arizona Sports Saturday here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.